convenient there. I'm hungry. This car smells weird. Y'all know me. Know how I earn a living. You must unlearn what you have learned. You are right. You look a wee bit shaky. You can't breathe. Yes, I'm. I'm a bit nervous myself. Gosh, not again. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. We live or we die by the clock. We never turn our back on it. And we never ever allow ourselves the sin of losing track of time. I don't tell you something about time. My time is worth money. And I don't think you make that kind of money to pay me for my time. Only a true friend would be that truly apt. Okay, Michael. Regular or extra crispy. Well, hey, Tommy, good to hear from you. I think I'm still going to do my original. Yeah, it's not a self thought. You know, actually, KFC, maybe I shouldn't say this. Uh, well, you know, probably not just KFC. You know, you talk about original, extra crispy, you think KFC. But I'm pretty sure all fried chicken isn't healthy for you. It's disguised as healthy because it says chicken. But fried, fried and grease or whatever, I think that's what really makes it not real good for you. Okay, lots of things going on. I mean, man, between coronavirus, the, uh, quote, protest, unquote, (laughs) you know what I mean. I'm sorry, you can't fix stupid, and that's exactly what a lot of things going on in this world right now is just... Stupid. And you've got to back up a little bit. You know, coronavirus, okay. But with everything else being thrown on top of it, and presidential elections coming up here in just a couple of two, three, four months, well, November. I'm sorry, you've got to back up and you've got to go, hmm. What a coincidence all this is happening at the same time. Or is it? Anyway, neither here nor there. All right, we're going to start off this morning, or today's podcast. This is the uh, Freight Broker TV podcast. By the way, my name is Mike, or Michael, or, <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, you can talk to my wife about the other names I answer to. But anyway, we uh, get together. Uh, we try to do this thing on Wednesday, get it posted up. Uh, I think last week or two, maybe, maybe not, had... 15 zillion other things going on at the same time, not to mention what's happening in the world. But anyway, we're here today. That's what matters. All right. Need to pay attention. We talked about this several months ago. These eggheads up in uh, Pennsylvania and Illinois, uh, Representatives Garcia and Cartwright, they sponsored a bill... That would raise uh, motor carriers' liability insurance requirement from seven hundred and fifty thousand to two million dollars. Now, anybody familiar with insurance, you know, liability is where the premium comes. Liability insurance, cargo insurance, not that bad. Liability insurance, yeah, yeah, that's that's what you're paying for. You know, I know back uh, years, I don't know what it is now. What is it? I know years ago it was like six to seven thousand dollars for your cargo and liability. 
and that's a million dollar. You know, a carriers usually carry a million dollars worth of uh, liability, hundred thousand dollars worth of cargo. That's not minimums though. Minimum is seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar liability. That's auto liability, and uh, ten thousand dollars cargo. Now you may be scratching your head, going, "Why would anybody?" In their right mind, have only $10,000 worth of cargo insurance. Well, good question. Okay, actually, good question. Now, you, you may find some hot shots out there that are, you know, $10,000 worth of cargo, but that actually, what, what's really happening, uh, the $10,000 cargo, matter of fact, this happened to one of our uh, Tautoa clients in the mentorship program here a month or two ago. Had a carrier submit their insurance or their ship or their carrier packet rather, and their insurance showed only ten thousand dollars worth of cargo. Okay, what's happening is a lot of these uh, trucking companies that uh, carry ten thousand dollars worth of cargo, well, they farm. They do something else for half a year. You know, usually it's farming, agriculture. You know, they might be working the farm six months of the year, and uh, the other six months they're trucking under their own authority. Well, during the six months that they're farming. To keep everything active, what they do, they they lower their insurance to the bare minimums. You know, take it down to seven hundred and fifty thousand and ten thousand dollar cargo to save money. Then when they go back trucking, they increase the amounts again. Okay, get it back up there to the uh, auto liability and the uh, cargo up to a hundred thousand. Now, something that's going on, and I say more and more of. Every every day is uh, a lot of brokers. They're requiring that not only the carrier have auto liability, but the carrier also have general liability. Now, why is that? Why why is that? You 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 may be asking. Well, it's simple. Back in two thousand ten, ten years ago, the the uh, CSA was initiated which created the liability issue for not only shippers, but brokers as well. It made brokers and shippers share some of the uh, responsibility for an unsafe carrier. Was that fair? Well, depends on what side of the street you're on, I guess. But uh, if you ask me, the government realized, hey, we can't police these trucking companies anymore. We just can't do it. So brokers and shippers are going to have to be sharing that responsibility as well. They're going to have to help us police, you know, not use bad carriers. So right, wrong, indifferent, that's the way it is, and everybody's had to learn to live with it. And that's why a lot of brokers, and especially shippers, require a million dollars worth of general liability in addition to the auto liability. Now, more times than not, if you're a broker and you are setting up a new trucking company and they don't have that uh, general liability already, that's a pretty good indication they don't have their own customers because if they did, well, they'd have the general liability because their customer would require it. But anyway, neither here nor there. Now, Cartwright and Garcia, they're both Dems, Democrat. Uh, Garcia's out of Illinois. Cartwright's out of Pennsylvania. Yeah, they want to... They want to raise it from seven fifty to two million. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Cartwright, his family, I believe it's this guy anyway, 
owns a law firm, and that's what they specialize in, suing trucking companies. Uh, isn't that kind of a conflict of interest? I believe it was that guy. If I'm, if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll look it up and or somebody can tell me. But anyway, neither here nor there. But anyway, point is, if you're a small trucking company, it doesn't matter if you're a small or large trucking company, increasing that liability insurance, auto liability up to, uh, well, doubling it. I mean, respectively, I mean, they can say 750 is a minimum, but everybody carries a million. So you're going to be doubling your liability. Insurance companies probably have a big grin on their face, but uh, that's a lot of money, folks. That is going to be a lot of money. Costs people a lot of money, especially if you got a lot of trucks. I mean, think J.B. Hunt, Schneider, Swift, all those kind of companies, and Swift, holy smoke. <laughs> I won't go there. I'm sorry, I don't know what it is. It seems like, you know, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. It seems like any time a video pops up about some truck doing something kind of off the wall tearing something up, it's always a Swift truck. And I, I, I Swift drivers, I have nothing against you. Just, I, you know, just the other day I saw a story where, uh, I don't know, it looked, like a, it looked like a convenience store almost, and somehow the driver got in there, and, and when they tried to leave, they took out the gas pump, caught fire, burned up the trailer. But there it was, SWIFT, and, you know, I have nothing against Swift drivers, you know. They just, uh, I think a lot of it, what it amounts to, just like J.B. Hunt back in the day. I don't know if J.B. Hunt still catches. You know, they're still the, uh, the, the, the butt of all the jokes or not. It <laughs> used to be. Them, Schneider. But, uh, you know, if you got so many trucks, if you got a lot of equipment, you're going to have, you know, opportunity for a lot more incidents which get publicized or... People see well. You get the idea. So it's may it may it may just be the fact of sheer numbers causing these problems. Again, you know, don't you know if you you drive for Swift or if you work for Swift. Hey, I'm not anti-Swift. I love you guys, but it's just an observation. Okay, now getting back to the insurance. Yeah, it's probably worth uh, worth your while. It behooves you to contact your congressmen, your senators, whatever, get them on the horn saying, hey, you know, we've been hit by coronavirus. Now you're wanting to call us to charge us more money when it doesn't have to be. We've been doing fine. This goes back kind of like the uh, broker bond years ago when they uh, worked on trying to get the broker bond up. You know, isn't that funny? Oh, Ida was really behind that broker bond going up, you know, $100,000 or whatever years ago. They teamed up with the TIA, but now, man, let them try to raise the insurance on truckers. Their, uh, their membership, boy, they're going to yell. I just see that. I see the irony. But anyway, what I'm getting at, and I agree with them, it, it's wrong. That $2 million, going from $1 million to $2 million, that's just wrong. I don't care who you are, how you look at it. And, uh, yeah, hats off to Ida for getting in there and fighting for their uh, membership. All right, what else going on? Okay. Uh, you got questions, comments, messages? Uh, feel free to uh, email them to us, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Matter of fact, we have contact forms on our website as well. Website, you may ask, freightbrokertv.com. FreightBrokerTV.com. 
And yes, we do have a studio line. If you have a question, comment, message you'd like to uh, leave, call us. 479-668-0213. You know, maybe we ought to do that. Here. Can you hear that? Can you hear that? Hold on. Let's see. 479-668-0213. Listen up. The person whom you're trying to reach is currently unavailable. Please leave a message after the beep. Beep. Okay. Now, the reason I did that was simply to let you hear the message you're going to hear when you call 479-668-0213. It's a very generic, I don't know, would you say she had a British accent or maybe Australian? Either way. Sounded pretty good, huh? <laughs> but uh, uh, that's the message. Now, here's the deal. Okay, we pay this company, Skype, it's Skype, and they used to allow you to do a uh, customized message, but now that Microsoft owns it, no, you got to take what they give you, period. And I'm sure they got a reason for that, but I don't know what it'd be. For life of me, it escapes me. But anyway, when you call, you that that's the message you're going to get. Okay, it's not going to say, hey, thanks for calling FBTV. It's nothing like that. You're just going to get that. Plain Jane generic voicemail message, so that way you know you've got us. Or somebody else that has a Skype account anyway. Alright, what else going on? Oh, i got to share this with you. You know I said earlier, you can't fix stupid. Not saying this is stupid, but man, it's borderline. I don't know if you know anything about my state. I live in Arkansas. Fayetteville, Arkansas is about 45 miles north of where I am. And God bless them, but they get goofier and goofier every year. They are, I would say they're pretty much the equivalent of uh, Seattle. Maybe not as bad, but you get the idea. You know what I'm talking about. Well, the city council last night unanimously passed a new ordinance that, hey, if you're out in a public place, inside, I should say inside a public place, so I guess this means that if you are actually inside a grocery store, a Walmart, the shoe store, the barbershop, that's going to be interesting, the barbershop, whatever, by golly, you better have a mask on, <laughs> a bank. <laughs> but they didn't think about that. Yeah, that's what bank people want. They want people coming into their bank wearing masks. <laughs> it's a law now in Fayetteville. They passed it last night. Sometimes I don't think people think of uh, think this stuff through very well before they go passing stuff like this. But anyway, neither here nor there. So if you're coming through Fayetteville, if you're coming down, what is that now, I-49? <clears throat> and you decide to stop in Fayetteville and you want to go in, you know, pick up something in the store, or maybe a truck stop up there or something. Hey, just remember where your mask and here's something last saturday uh over on i-40 in oklahoma city <laughs> okay this isn't funny but it kind of is you know i don't think anybody was killed or hurt but uh had seven collisions in just a matter of a few minutes over on i-40 in oklahoma city this past saturday apparently 
a big truck leaked thousands of gallons of sunflower oil on the highway. <laughs> he created a slick spot. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, to make it worse, the uh, truck continued to drive several miles and just spreading spreading the love of sunflower oil all over the road. One witness said, I, I, I saw the first accident as a semi drove down the highway. It was awful. Truck finally pulled over after he realized what was happening. <laughs> the uh, OHP, Oklahoma Highway Patrol, said the leak caused about seven different wrecks. I see. Somebody else said uh, I was on. Uh, I was in front of Tinker Air Force Base on 40 when I first hit the oil, and the car spun out and hit the retaining wall. Then I came up on the truck. I just washed my car. Okay. <laughs> this guy spins out. Hits the retaining wall, and uh, he's upset because he just washed his car and he got covered with the stuff. I couldn't see out the windshield. And I even hit the windshield wash and wipers, and it didn't work. <laughs> I see. Now, another witness said, I was heading home from Oklahoma Heart Hospital with my mom. <laughs> this is not good. You don't want this to happen if you're coming back from the heart hospital, right? I was heading home from the Oklahoma Heart Hospital with my mom and got this dumped all over my mom's car while I was driving. It was a mess. We were on I-40 between South Bay and Shields Boulevard. According to the uh, Oklahoma Department of Transportation officials, this all happened around 11 a.m. eastbound I-40. Was narrowed to one lane. Oh no! Around 11 a.m. Eastbound I-40 was narrowed to one lane for a 20-mile stretch between uh, MacArthur Boulevard and Interstate 240. An environmental company responded to the scene to evaluate the spill and clean it up. And that, my friends, is not cheap. Anything like that. And okay, that's it's saying environmental company. Yeah, you got the EPA. You've got everything else coming out there, making sure that uh, hey, sunflower oil. I'm sure it is. Uh, uh, what do they call it, uh, environmentally safe as far as that goes. But uh, believe me, something like that happens, man, you're going to get every initial on the scene that uh, thinks they're going to be able to get a buck. You know, there's tickets going to be wrote. There's evaluations going to be made. I had an accident uh, on Highway 7 in Arkansas many, 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 many years ago. I was a tanker. And that's uh, the accident I had. I was going down Highway 7. If you know any... Anything about Highway 7, there's a lot of switchbacks. It's steep grades. And I, 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 I kid about this. You know, on Highway 7 and some parts of the switchbacks, uh, you know, you can actually stick your hand out the driver's side window and touch the trailer. <laughs> you know, it's not that bad, but it's, it's just pretty serious. Anyway, going down a huge grade, lost my brakes, went out, had an elbow turn, 90-degree turn at the bottom or a curve at the bottom. No way to hold it together, and that's the day I learned that tankers roll. They don't just flip over on their side. They roll like a ball. Anyway, everything is fine. Truck totaled. There's more to that story. Maybe it'll be a trucker story sometime on FBTV Radio, but the uh, point I'm making here, yeah, I, had, I was, I was uh, carrying uh, my cargo. Well, it was chicken fat. I was taken up to a dog food plant up in Rolla, Missouri. Chicken flat, chicken flat, chicken fat is biodegradable, just like I'm sure sunflower oil is. 
But man, you had uh, there was every initial on the book show up. EPA, Forest Service, you know, I don't know who else, but you know, trying to uh, see who's going to get the ticket. Who's going to get the ticket? Write the tickets. You know, charge somebody, find somebody. Okay, if you just joined in, well, you can't just join in. Well, I guess you, no, you can't. You can't just join into a podcast, can you? You know, that's the radio coming out of me. But anyway, uh, this is the uh, Freight Broker TV podcast. Again, we get together, try to anyway, every Wednesday. I want to remind you, too, uh, you, you know, you can uh, access the uh, FBTV podcast using your favorite podcast app. Or you can go to FreightBrokerTV.com. Or if you are an FBTV insider, you can go to FBTVinsider.com. Register for free and have access to all of our public content all in one nice little convenient location. Now, what I'm talking about is all of our podcast, Morning Coffee podcast. We'll talk about that, that a little bit later, I'm sure. Uh, that's a daily podcast, but, uh, the FBTV, uh, radio, our videos that we, you know, put on all of our public content, all of our public content right there, a nice one convenient location. So you've got everything right there. All you got to do is click what you want and registration for that is free. But if you want access to the insider content, that's where we have, uh, more audio videos and live broadcasts that, is for insiders only. Well, you can subscribe to that. It's less than three bucks a month. Yeah, I know. I, whenever you hear somebody say less than, you know, it's a penny less. So yeah, it's two ninety nine a month, twenty four ninety five a year. You can't go wrong. I mean, seriously, you get all the content uh, that we post publicly. Plus, you have access to all of the insider subscriber only content for two ninety nine a month. You can check that out at fbtvinsider.com. Matter of fact, you can go to FreightBrokerTV.com. You may be on FreightBrokerTV.com listening. If you are, just look for the uh, insider link, and you can get set up that way. All right, now. We talk about the Fayetteville City Council. Now, here's something kind of weird. I don't get this. Department of Defense pulls back $20 billion with a B. They pull back a $20 billion contract for military family moves. Okay. The DOD have pulled back a sweeping multi-billion dollar contract intended to address military families' long-standing problems with delays and damaged goods during their roughly 400,000 annual moves to assignments around the globe. Holy smoke. 400,000 times a year, military families are being moved around the globe. All right, well, the contract, which could have netted American Roll-On, Roll-Off Carrier Group, or ARC, of New Jersey, Parsippany, New Jersey, up to $20 billion over nine years, is being re-examined by the U.S. Uh, Transportation Command, known as Transcom. Apparently, two competitors protested the award due to the... Uh, uh, parent company of ARC having a criminal history. Okay. 
I get it. They want to protest. They, they don't feel the uh, ARC should have got the contract, the $20 billion. They would have liked to have the contract. Maybe crying in their beer a little bit because they didn't get the contract and, you know, stomping their feet, throwing a tantrum. But in this aspect, maybe they're right. You know, I'm not so worried about the criminal history. And that's weird, I know. As much as I am about the parent corporation of ARC. And I'm not going to pronounce this right. I'll just tell you now. But it's Wallenius Wallenius Wilhelmsen Logistics. We'll just call it WWL for short. But they're out of Norway. It's not even an American company. Why why is the military awarding any type of contract to a non-American company? Uh, Yeah, ARC's in New Jersey, but their parent company, they're not. In my book, this company should not even be allowed to even bid on this contract. It needs to go to an American company. You know, we wonder why. We wonder why. (laughs) Maybe some of this is why. Why is a company outside the country getting awarded a $20 million contract like this for the U.S. military? It makes no sense. A lot of things don't make sense anymore, does it? Hey, if you're up in Idaho, say goodbye to your food trucks at the rest areas. Idaho, like uh, a lot of other states, have been allowing food trucks to sell food at rest areas to help feed truck drivers. While the uh, truck stop restaurants have been shut down, but now that they're opening up, and now that Idaho has entered stage four of its COVID plan, well, the state has announced it has discontinued the rest area food truck program. More than 30 permits have been granted since the, they developed this uh, provisional program. Now that hot meals on the road will be easier to find, those permits will expire so that uh, the Idaho Transportation Department may be in compliance with federal rules. All right. So no more, no more food off the roach truck in a rest area. That's what we used to call them. You know, I was out in California one time. No kidding. Uh, I, you know, I think I was at the jacuzzi plant. I was picking up jacuzzis or something. I can't remember what it was, but, uh, and I'd been there all day. I was hungry. Didn't have anything on my truck. And a roach truck pulled up. Yeah, you know, food truck. And I thought, finally, got over there. They did not speak English. I did not speak Spanish. I did not know what I was ordering. I just pointed we communicated that way, and uh, it was very good food. Very good. The only food I can compare to that that was that good was uh, when I got in a, I was on uh, Interstate 25 coming down from uh, Denver going down to Albuquerque, and I was on the mountain up there and got into a snowstorm, pulled off in a rest area, couldn't go any further. All I had to eat on my truck was a can of pork and beans. That was the best can of pork and beans I've ever had in my life. (laughs) Hey, you want to get some FBTV stuff? Yeah, you know, coffee mugs, t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, all that fun stuff. Man, we got it for you. Matter of fact, here, can you hear this? Listen, 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 listen. Well, that's not a good sound. Well, anyway, I'm tapping against my hunky-dory FBTV coffee mug. 
you can get that on the uh, FBTV website, FreightBrokerTV.com. Go to FreightBrokerTV.com, click on the store button up there at the top of the page, and man, you can go down through there. We got even got cell phone cases, I think, don't we? Yep, more stuff coming on. T-shirts, tank tops, coffee mugs, hoodies. Man, you can't go wrong. And it's Father's Day this weekend. <laughs> hey, you know, if you forgot about that, you know, get your dad a card, put in there, hey, ordered you a coffee mug, it'll be here in a couple of weeks. Eh? <laughs> or t-shirt or hoodie or whatever. Tank tops. Okay, anything else that is pressing we need to talk about? All right, we're going to end up today talking about this, and we're going to talk about this more on Friday as well. Truck drivers say they're not going to deliver to cities with defunded police departments, and I don't blame them. Nobody, nobody wants to have any interaction with the cops. All right, truck drivers don't want to have interaction with DOT. Usually if you have interaction with the cop or DOT, it means you might be getting a ticket, and that's what we're looking at, you know. But here, you know, you want the police. You know, any any sane individual will tell you, yes, I I want to be able to call nine one one and have the police department show up if something's going terribly, terribly wrong. While cities across the country are discussing defunding and disbanding their police departments, truck drivers are voicing their concerns of safety. I mean, would you want to be a truck driver? delivering a load to a city that has no police. That is about the dumbest thing. Anyway, I can't even, I can't get my head wrapped around it. Anyway, 77% of truck drivers say that they will refuse to deliver freight to cities with defunded police departments. So, you cities that are thinking about this, you know, defending your police department, you, you, you better listen up. You know, you, you might get hungry real quick. You know, who was that? that, that those idiots up there in Seattle that has that, uh, what are they calling it now? Started off being Chaz, now it's Chop or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I saw the other day they posted, hey, here's what we need. We need food. We need this. We need that. Idiots. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know. Hey, you want to be autonomous? You want to you want to have your own safe area? You want a no-police zone? You want to be your own country? Well, you know, you, you don't post, hey, we need food. You know, you, <laughs> you got to figure out a way to come up with that stuff on your own. <laughs> Not by breaking into stores and stealing it either. But, uh, I don't know. See, that's, this is what happens when everyone gets a trophy. You know what I mean? Everyone gets a trophy. Everything goes to hell. You, you know? <laughs> yeah, I give everybody a trophy 15, 20 years later. Here we are. Anyway, CDLLife.com posted a poll on their app asking drivers, would you pick up, deliver to cities with defunded or disbanded police departments? Why or why not? As of about four days ago, they had over uh, 1,200 respondents. 79% say they would refuse loads to cities with disbanded or defunded police departments. Here are some of their responses. 
well, if something was to happen and you have to take matters into your own hands, well, you risk being prosecuted and protecting yourself. That's true. That's true. You know, what we're seeing right now is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, people that are protecting their property, protecting themselves, they are the ones going to jail. And the the people that are the rioters that are tearing up stuff, hurting people and things like that, well, they're getting released because you've got uh, people there that uh, that are posting bail. This is not an area you need to act fearless and think you look like the fool for saying no. Okay, let me read that again. This is not an area you need to act fearless and think you would look like a fool for saying no, misprint, typo. Imagine what kind of fool you look like for driving into a hotspot and putting your life in danger. I will not deliver to an area with a disbanded police department. My life matters, and I, my life, now that's good. My life matters. Hashtag my life matters. And I do this for family. We are already at the mercy of these towns and cities with laws and hate against us for parking, boy, that's true, getting a meal or even using a restroom. Simple. We may not like it all the time, but laws and order are necessary. And, the, you know, it goes on and on. We'll talk more about this on Friday uh, during the uh, FPTV Radio Live. Other cities planning similar but less dramatic options, for example, New York and Los Angeles said they will reduce the budget and deploy other resources such as social and youth programs. That makes no sense to me. Come here. Come here. You with the gun. Hey, look, you broke into that store. Come here. Let's talk. Can we talk for a minute? Come here. Come on, come here. Boom! Oh, I guess he doesn't want to talk. <laughs> what are you going to do? You can't fix stupid. And there's a lot of stupid in the world today. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the uh, for this episode of the Freight Broker TV podcast. It's uh, June 17th. You have a great day. Stay safe. Be smart. And pray. <laughs>